Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Uh-oh, spoiler alert. We discuss the shocking ending of Bloom Up, talk about how to avoid these mistakes, and bond with Echo and Falcon about all the things we love about the lifestyle. And we're back at the sex apartment. Once again, Echo and Falcon joining us. For those of you who didn't listen to last week's episode already, this is a continuation of that We have never really had an episode that kind of ties into the previous week's episode where I'm like, oh, it doesn't really matter if you listen to it or not. You can listen to these out of order. This time, this is a spoiler alert for a movie that we talked about last week relating to the lifestyle. And if you haven't seen it or don't have a clue what we're talking about, it's going to be a little difficult to follow. Still going to be a great conversation. And if you don't want to go back to last week's episode and listen to it, fuck it, whatever. I don't care. Listen on. But you've been warned, we're about to jump into this, like you've already heard everything we've talked about so far and are prepared for how this movie ends. Okay, so the next scene is coming back to the opening scene where she's crying, she has a tear rolling down her cheek. He says, so we filmed all this great stuff, Christmas happened, handful of months have passed, what's happened since? And she says, I fell in love with somebody who's not Hermes. He's a single guy who was supposed to be a toy. We welcomed him into our life. He met our daughter. He became part of our family. And I fell in love. And they cut to him. And he's distraught. And she sees him distraught and is distraught. But she mentions, but we still love each other very much. We still see each other every day at work. But for right now, our relationship is taking a break. And for a minute, I'm like, fuck, that shouldn't have happened. And before we unpack that, I want to keep going because the next bit is what infuriated me. And that is when Hermes lets the cat out of the bag and says, we've been enjoying swinging for three years and this happened. But four years ago, we were your normal everyday couple and having boring sex and just going through the motions of life. And I knew I wanted more adventurous sex and I had these feelings inside and I couldn't tell my partner. So instead of telling my partner, because I was worried she would think I was a pervert or sex monster, I went out and found it someplace else. And when she found out about it, she said, I cannot be in a relationship with you anymore. And I said, you're right. I can't be in a relationship with you. And he left her for this sex object that he had created in his mind, the first person that he found that would fulfill his sexual fantasies, spent eight months with her, only to discover, wow, this is a crazy bitch, I don't want to be with her, goes back to his partner, says, hey, I'm not with her anymore, and she says, great, let's give it another shot. Oh, magically one fucking week before their divorce is finalized. And they immediately jump into swinging. 
And I don't know if she jumped into swinging because, okay, fine, I'll be this person that you want me to be. Or if, hey, maybe if he had opened his fucking mouth a year earlier and said, hey, I'm really having these fantasies and thoughts. What do you think? And maybe she would have been like, well, yeah, I'm having those fantasies and thoughts too. And based on how she acted throughout the movie, she appears to have some very strong sexual desires and fantasies. But instead of talking to her, he went out and did things on his own, created a major rift in their relationship. And he then says, we shouldn't have started swinging yet. We should have fixed that rift before saying, okay, the lifestyle is now what we need to fix our marriage. And that goes back to what we say every fucking time is that the lifestyle is not something to fix your marriage. It is something to enhance your marriage. And I've talked way too much about this and (laughs) you guys are here too. I agree with you. And speaking from experience, this is exactly the reason you don't get into the lifestyle right away. The lifestyle is there as a tool to bring you closer together to, as you've said, Falcon, earlier, that you feel you can share anything you want with Echo and that you have nothing holding you back. And I feel like that is exactly what the lifestyle will do for you if you're using it in the right way. And it's, it's, oh, I was so deflated at the end when this was the reasoning that they used to get into the lifestyle because all through the movie, they portrayed that they were enjoying all of their endeavors. And then to kind of find out after the fact that I felt she had a very open wound uh, from the cheating. And I know that from my own experience, that it's um, you're looking to, you know, make your partner happy. And when you have that kind of distrust happen between two people in a relationship, and then you jump into a lifestyle where now you're thinking, is she maybe watching him with another woman? Oh, he's getting something from her he can't get from me. And I think that's something we don't do in the lifestyle. We're not looking to fill a void that we have. We're looking to make our bond better. And I never look for something in the relationship that I'm not receiving within my relationship. And so it's just, it was really sad to see that this was their basis for getting into the lifestyle. And I do believe that they may have made a great choice getting in the lifestyle. Unfortunately, they didn't fix the broken stuff first. And that's where I feel the stuff shouldn't have been broken because had he opened his fucking mouth <laughs> and shared his fantasies, no matter how crazy he thought they were, maybe baby step into your fantasies yeah. and see how she takes it. Don't just, ah, you know what? We've had this life together for the last 11 years there's no way in hell she's going to be into this, so I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm not going to share what I'm thinking. There may be a slight bump in the road if it's not what she's thinking, and then who knows, maybe you're not, with the, I don't know if you're with the right person or not at that point. I don't I don't know, but it's the importance of sharing your thoughts with your partner prior to just going, eh, you know what, I'm going to find it someplace else. I think that, so while I agree with you, I, I think that we're being very judgy and harsh on on people who are making those first steps. We're swingers. We understand and recognize that you need to be honest and you need to be open. And our bed is safe. We've said that from the get-go. Our bed is a safe space. And we invite people into our bed and then we kick people out of our bed. But it's our bed and it's safe. For people who don't necessarily have that and they didn't start the relationship that way, maybe they're high school sweethearts, maybe they met in college, maybe they've been suppressed and had these demons or what they think are demons 
really are just their own kink fantasy and they have been raised their entire life thinking that that's wrong and so they're suppressed. Maybe they have attempted to share that with their spouse and maybe, oh, wow, that woman's beautiful. And what do you mean? What do you, and then, oh, never mind. I'm going to shut down now because I don't want to say anything. So I don't think it's fair to say like, if he would have just opened his fucking mouth, while I agree with you in like on principle, I think it's so much harder than that for some people. Easier said than done for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, there's a chance that she would have said, fuck no, that's weird. Right. And if that sexual desire was strong enough for him that this is what I want in my life, then he at that point knows that if that's what's important to him, which clearly it was because he left her, mm-hmm. had he shared that with her, she I mean, she was the love of his life. They had been together for 11 years. Everything was magical. They, they were very happy from what we were shown. Mm-hmm. She didn't grow to this overnight. She definitely has some massive sexual desires. Well, and that's a big part that the movie missed a mark on was that conversation, that initial conversation, or they didn't even interview them to discuss, okay, what kind of brought you into this? What was the discussion that was had? Because you're putting a lot on him, but it was a lot on her too, because they're getting back from being broken up from a cheating experience And she also had the responsibility to step forward and say, hey, no, you kind of broke me inside. And here's you. We need to fix this before we start jumping in other people's beds or, you know, sharing each other. They're a couple. They both have to work at this. And that's a big mark that they missed because it's such a huge part of being in a relationship in the lifestyle is the communication. And they didn't touch on the communication that either of them had throughout. They didn't touch on the aftermath after they had play sessions. Sure, there was the high that they were riding and they're giggling and goofing and tickling and all that. But where was the conversation? Where was the, did you like that? We pushed boundaries that maybe we shouldn't have, or there was none of that talk, which I think is a really big part of what we do every time we play. And to think about her and how she ended up falling in love with a single male. I believe she could not have done that had there, she not felt neglected, How had they, their marriage, not been neglected in some way. Had it been fulfilled, there would have been no space for the, mm-hmm. that single yeah, male. Exactly. So I think that there's multiple things here. So I don't think it's necessarily even fair to say like, or accurate to say they were happy. We saw them happy. There was something missing. Mm-hmm. For sure. When the, the movie started and they asked the question, I kind of had a thought that they were going to go down a road similar. And so maybe I was just being very sensitive to it. Uh, Nessa, you hit on something that I saw throughout the first three quarters of this movie. When did they fuck? Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. did they get together? Yeah. The best part of Echoes in my play session is the next morning or three o'clock in the morning, whatever, <laughs> yeah. where we are a tangled flesh between the two of us laughing about what we got into. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see any of that. Even when they were getting ready, you had hit on it in the first part of this episode of there's many a times where, okay, the three and a half hours suddenly turned into four and a half to get ready because we stopped and, and started playing with each other or whatever. I was really suspicious. And then when that happened, it became very clear. I think we've all had the conversation the lifestyle will magnify your problems. Sure. And if you have problems within your marriage, or if you cannot pull up those buffers and have a very frank, clear, open conversation, 
you're going to run into trouble because now all you're doing is you're taking your problem and you're going to magnify it 20,000 times and it's going to show up everywhere as you go. And it actually did show up in this movie because when they were with the unicorn and he was making out with her and touching her while his wife was on the other side of him, she was looking at it from the side, very, very uncomfortable and not happy in the least. There was nothing excited, erotic, turned on, anything on her face at that particular moment. When I first watched it, I was thinking, oh, they, she can tell this girl's uncomfortable and she's trying to think of a way to make this work. But now as we're discussing this, I'm thinking back to her face and her reaction there. And I feel it was a bit of oh, I felt that 100%. foreshadowing of, yeah, uh, she's, she's holding her wine glass. They got a good shot of her facial expression. And I've, yeah, it was not one of somebody who's saying, I'm so happy my husband is enjoying this. It was more of a, <sighs> boy, I wonder if this is how he felt with that girl that he left me for. Yeah, there was a lot. Whoa. I felt a lot of thought there, too. Yeah. And I thought maybe I was just. Yeah, where was I construing. during all this? I was just like, wow, look at the threesome go. It's great. Like, I didn't I didn't see any of this. It's like sexy stuff. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> she was. I was the music, guys. It was the music and the darkness. I was vibing with that. <sighs> but I think we can see a lot of this stuff because. I've lived some of this life and just having been in the lifestyle for the few years we have for me, I see it. I see it on many. I mean, you can, you can pick out couples when they walk into a club, you can pick them out when you're talking to them. You can see who's bonding over this and who's separating over this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, we had a, a, a talk with a couple yesterday and it was a conversation they had with another couple and it was an uncomfortable conversation. And from that, they're like, oh, that's a learning moment. We just had a learning moment of what we need to like s- signals. And, and they're like, everything, everything's a learning moment. If you have that circle back conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awkwardly, the movie then ends <laughs> yes, it does. with them very awkwardly chasing each other through the store and then into a room full of balloons where they have a pillow fight and a balloon fight and the pillow rips open and down feathers are flying everywhere. They're naked. You forgot and that part. Naked, naked. Kissing, <laughs> touching, and fade to black. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Well, so what confuses me even more is the question that was attached before that, which was, so like, you're going you're gonna to stick with swinging? You like, what's going on? And Aramis answered with, something on lines of like, can't we, we can't anymore because with this third person, that single guy, it would be um, an issue of possession between the two of us. And her. and that's why they can't have a polyamorous relationship where they right. both share them yeah. because Giovanni is not prepared to share. Yeah. I don't get it though. Like, so she loves him. She's still with her husband they're but on a break. They're on a break, but she got naked in a balloon pillow fight with him. That's <laughs> that's the that was part. the question. But then the question all, is: Was hey, like, when I brought them back together to have this discussion, did she suddenly realize? Oh wait, no, I still love him, and I want to be together, and now we're happy. Well, I think also she says she's still there. He says incomplete, and she says I'm still here. I'm still here. 
And then he says at the end, he is waiting for her. So essentially, he thinks that Giovanni and her won't work out. I don't know. That's kind of the sense I got, that he's just going to sit back, let her have her fun. And maybe this is a tit for tat. And you it, know. it really feels like she's portrayed this to him as, I'm going to spend my eight months now Yeah, doing my Giovanni time. I kind of thought maybe that was And then it's almost thing. like... Oh, wait, we had this discussion. Now everything's better. And now let's run off and play. And we still love each other. <laughs> we'll run through balloons. The balloon feathers. scene was pretty, it was aesthetically pleasing. It was. And the I, like, feathers leaned. bugged the shit out of me. Oh, okay. Well, the balloons, though, I leaned over to Falcon. I was like, please do this for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then like two minutes later, they're still like playing with the balloons. I was like, never mind. <laughs> 86 this. I would not play with these balloons this long. <laughs> so I did say all that. <laughs> At one point, he asks them, now that you've run off with Giovanni, knowing what you know now, would you still recommend swinging to other couples? How did you think they were going to answer? I thought, without a doubt, Hermes was going to be like, absolutely, that's why I wanted you to come here and film us doing all these fun things. And she was going to be like, oh, I, I don't know, maybe because I... Yeah, I thought at least one of them was going to waffle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. But they were both emphatic yeses, and it wasn't even... If this might work for you, give it a shot. It's everybody should do it, which I don't think is the case at all. (laughs) Why would you ask that question? I mean, again, I really questioned the writing at the end. He asked that question because he knew in his head full well they were going to say, no, we shouldn't have done this. Boy, we sure learned our lesson. Uh, I don't don't even know if that was the case. It it fell apart midair. Are you going to redraw the airplane that way? You saw it fall apart midair. Well, you're hoping for a no, but, well, wait a minute. It. I just thought it was horribly flawed in trying to bring that back because of the fact that anybody who's in the lifestyle, and, and this is where you're definitely going to have the horizontal versus vertical or vanilla versus lifestyle people. I think that every one of us, And I kind of looked out of the side of my eye and I saw all of us kind of nodding our heads of, yeah, you, you had a problem in your marriage. You thought the lifestyle was going to fix it. It magnified it a thousand times and it blew you up because that's what it does. And I think for the vanilla people, you're giving a perception out there where they're like, oh yeah, but you, you gotta go try it. (laughs) No, the answer, the answer, (laughs) the answer should have been. You need to make sure that you have the appropriate safeguards in place. Then feel free, dabble in it. What I found interesting was his reasoning for why he thought it was good to do swinging. And he said, it teaches you how to deal with a body. (laughs) And I was like... He, you know what? Um, his he was really focused on the hands with the massage. Remember that when he was like, "Yeah, the massages, the eight hands," but also the 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 teacher was like, "The hand is an extension of your body," and I think like he was trying to make it like something meta, but it literally is an extension of your body. So I don't know why. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah, that's correct. And being a coroner teaches you how to deal with bodies. So I mean, I just, I found that really kind of, she had a very simple, just, yes, she would recommend it. She didn't elaborate. She didn't say anything else, but he goes into elaborating about how oh, it teaches you how to deal with another body. And I'm like, hmm, okay. I think what he was getting at was you learn new ways to interact with your partner. Right. 
and you can experience new things with your partner. And he's 100% right. And that you can expand your relationship and see someone else pleasing your partner in a new way and go, oh, I can't wait to try that new way too. He didn't fully get his thought across <laughs> and was not given the time to do so. Right. It's, well, the the director clearly did not develop a list of questions because he thought, oh, I'm going to throw this one out there and it's going to, like you said, it's likely going to be a, no way, we wouldn't do that again. Or, <laughs> and then when they said yes, he wasn't prepared to go further in the conversation. He, the, the director at one point tried to dig into, well, how could you treat the single guy, the singles as toys? But I How love could you this possibly question. expect these, this living, breathing person to come in and just be a sex toy of flesh and bone? I love this question, though, because I feel like this is one of the most difficult things to explain to somebody who might not understand how, like we always say that our single men or even single women, which we don't typically find, Ever but, yet, um, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> But we always say that they are legitimately toys. They are they are toys that we use and we discard of, even though they are humans and they have feelings. And sometimes that's hard to do because you feel badly. I loved that he asked that question because he elaborated and they brought that up initially saying that they should have been toys. They should have been treated like toys and we didn't do that and we broke the rules. And this is what happened. I actually like that question. At the end of the day, the single it's not the single person's bed. No, it's not. We invited them into our bed. Yeah. And then we kicked them out, right? Like at the end of the night, I, if I play with my vibrator at the end of the night, I turn the vibrator off and we know who was used and who was not. Right. It definitely is for single males, single females in the lifestyle. They're, they're more of a toy object. I mean, just to shamelessly plug our feather episode, we talk, <laughs> we talk exactly about that. But, but, anyway, but moving on. <laughs> G will give you the number in a moment. But <laughs> it, it yeah, really. I chime in. <laughs> <laughs> episode 38 of season one. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is that that is. I, I agree with you, Nessa, that it's they are to be treated that way. Yes, you can feel bad about it. But on the flip side of that, they should know exactly what they're getting into when they're getting into it. Yeah, You are not going to become the wedge of this marriage because people who, or at least I would hope people who are in the lifestyle who are looking for and bringing in that third has had the discussion and is comfortable and has the trust to know that this person's going to show up. We're going to have some fun. We're going to play and then they're going to get the fuck out. And then I'm going to either reclaim you or what, whatever, whatever the, the plan. Is. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the, 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 the ritual is yeah. and you move on. Yeah. I will say that I don't know if these single guys that we have talked to lately listen to the podcast or what, but the last few that we have talked to about this without us saying what their role should be they have come right out and acknowledged. I'm just here to step in, have some fun and I'm out. Yep. I'm not looking for anything more. We don't need to chat or anything. Let's just have some fun. Yeah. Would you have played with that couple? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I, I thought she was extremely attractive. I loved her hair. I loved her body. I loved her energy. I in not to mention she's Italian, so just the accent alone would have been a yes for me. But <laughs> yeah, I think I, they seemed like a couple we would play with. 
Yeah, I would agree. I think they, uh, obviously knowing what we know now, they were a train wreck, <laughs> but you, you wouldn't know that when meeting them. And I would, I would have definitely. Yeah, I would have, I would have played with them as well. Okay, good. Just, I was just wondering. <laughs> I could just imagine her English accent. Yeah. I, I, I have followed her on Instagram and I'm desperately hoping she takes a second to listen to the podcast. And God, you know, I should fly to America. <laughs> <laughs> Tag her in I, I will pay for that flight. That's right. um, they probably have excellent chips and peanuts. <laughs> I, will, I will buy two kilos of pizza. I don't care. <laughs> so what did you feel was the most powerful moment of this movie? The bookends, the interview, the foreshadowing interview, and then the clusterfuck at the end. It was green which did not put them in a beautiful light at all. It was very, right, unattractive. Whereas every other scene, it was dark and sexy or it was in full color. And this was just green and washed out. And talking about, and she was crying and there was emotion. And to me, it was the one time in the movie that my hands left you or like, no, the one hand left you. And I, I like was clutching my pearls and then like ended up going to like to my mouth to cover my mouth because I was in such shock about the layer upon layer upon layer of um, disservice that they did to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that was so impactful because when people think of lifestyle, they think of the crazy orgy vibe, but there's another side of it, that emotional side. And if you don't tend your garden, this is what could happen, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not so much people being home wrecker to other families and, oh my gosh, you're a swinger. You're going to come and take my husband. You're going to take my man. It's what damage are you going to do to your own home mm-hmm. if you don't, if, if you don't take care of it? And so to me, that was so powerful. Yeah, I agree. And, and heartbreaking. I, it was heartbreaking. Like the, the fucking, they're a hot mess. There's, <laughs> they're a mess. To me, the most powerful was the story they missed. And, We've hit on it here in the fact that they didn't show the reconnection. There was no moment where the two of them got together and had their moment short of the the day after their pair of threesomes where they were just having fun together. They missed that electric moment that every couple we've talked to has. Usually the second they walk in the door, sometimes the second they get in the car or worst case scenario, if they're just so exhausted the next morning, I think they totally missed the mark on showing that part. And I can't imagine that that transcends or doesn't transcend, however you would say that. I would say that they did it. It it was horribly awkward, but I still go back to the most powerful piece being that they tried to show that the lifestyle really is about that fulfilling of fantasies. It's about even the, the threesome, the massage scene, we can label them of the different fantasies that they were fulfilling and the different things that they were doing. And for people that are secure and then can move forward with the lifestyle, I think that that's one of the biggest draws that I love is, yes, we do set up scenarios and, you know, we do role playing and we do dominant submissive moments and we do Sibian races. Once again, (laughs) a shameless plug for another episode. (laughs) Episode 20, season one. (laughs) But to me, I think people really miss that point. They think that it's just this big orgy every day and we wear, you know, robes with big gold chains and have lava lamps and it's it's not that way. They it's, did have a lava lamp in this movie, <laughs> which really pissed me off. <laughs> but they tried. And so I'll give credit where credit is due. I'll say that what struck me the most was that even despite their relationship breaking up or on being on a break, I don't really know where we left it, but they managed to still 
somehow share fantasies with each other and share life that they felt was very beautiful. And they still came out on the other side, despite kind of it being really messy, seeing this lifestyle as beautiful. They looked back and they were like, yeah, we we would tell anybody to do this because it opened their mind. It made them see a whole nother side of life. I thought that was still very powerful, that they still had a good vibe towards the lifestyle, even despite their relationship not lasting. It allowed them to be themselves. How many pineapples out of five do you give this movie? Two and a half, maybe? I was going to say three. Uh, I'm going to have to go with two. I look at this as two different movies. Okay. The glimpses into the lifestyle are the most realistic I've seen in any movie, TV show, you name it. So from that standpoint, if somebody wants to see what the lifestyle can be like, this is a good view into moments that you can have. Not a consistent all the time moment, but it is by far the most realistic portrayal of experiences that we have personally even had in the lifestyle. So from that point standpoint, I give it a five. Then from the rest of the bullshit, I think it takes away from it and drags it down drastically. But I think to give people a look into the lifestyle, there are parts of this movie that are phenomenal. And I love that they did it. And I'm thoroughly fucking disappointed that they didn't know what to do. Because right now, I want to ask you guys, what the fuck did you think this director was going to do with this stuff had eight months later he not found out that Giovanni came into the picture? Because he clearly had this footage for eight months and didn't know what the fuck to do. There were no interview. All the all the talking was from this interview that happened eight months later after Giovanni. And I mean, they they said Christmas happened, then we hit summer holiday, and that's when I met Giovanni. So there were six fucking months that this guy had no fucking clue what to do with this. And then woohoo, something happened. Thank God they broke up and I can have an angle here. Yeah. Had they just talked through all this stuff and interviewed, like maybe spread this out over a month <laughs> and go, okay, that was a great event. Tell me why you did that. How did this happen? And kind of get into that. But instead he painted this picture of orgy, sex party, threesome, threesome, foursome, massage night, crazy sex in the middle of the woods. Dinner where we fuck everybody at the tables. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, sorry, we burned out and now I fell in love with somebody else. And he just didn't know where the fuck to go with it. A, whose idea do you think it was to film this movie? And B, what did you think their initial intent was? This producer had a great concept. Wherever he got it from, I think that he had this great concept right in the palm of his hand. He just didn't know what to do with it. It was interesting. The only post game they had was when. After the first sex scene, when they're like, she sucked. It wasn't good either. Or it was just okay. That And that was it. And it was interesting. The poster for this movie had a quote from Newsweek, I think. And it Esquire. Talk- it was from Esquire. Esquire. There we go. Okay. Not Newsweek. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it said something along the lines of follow this couple and find out that swinging is so much more than sex and it is more emotionally driven. And you had, th- how many minutes were spent in this movie party planning and who should go with when, who did it, and then let me call and, and then that emotional side, but there was no back end of it. So I don't know who came up with it because I would assume that if it was Hermes, then he would have been able to say, you need to talk through all of this. Like there's more to it than just these pieces. So I'm going to assume it's some like kid who's a, a film student, you know what I mean? Like f- fresh out and doesn't really know and because it's so clunky in that regard. But I feel like that's the first thing they teach you, right? In like film school is you have to have a story. 
board, you right? Like you have to have rising action, you have to have a climax, you have to have falling action. And there really was there were a none. lot of climaxes. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of getting close to climaxes. That's we didn't see totally very many on me. I'm sorry. I walked into that one. <laughs> That's what I get. Yeah. I, there was no plot. You know, there was no enemy there was there was no conflict and except for the thing they alluded to at the end, but it wasn't like interwoven. So it just, I, I don't know what they were going to do with it, Jay. But it couldn't be interwoven because yeah. when they filmed it, they didn't fucking know it was going to happen. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. There is, there is conflict. Like the lifestyle has its own conflict and they could have gone that route because the thing that happened with Giovanni still is part of that central conflict. You two as a couple don't really know what the fuck you're doing. There it is. And it makes sense because now there's another man involved in this relationship. I kind of got the feeling that it was, how can I put a lot of sex into one movie and make it a story? And I feel like if the director was even remotely interested in putting out a true swinger story, he would have done some research. And that research would have clearly gotten him a lot more questions that he could have asked them in the process of all of this. He had zero direction. I think it was all about let's film a lot of sex scenes because maybe he know he knew Aramis, like you're saying, maybe he had a swinger couple friend or something that he heard all these sexy stories from and he's like, I wanna I wanna document this. I wanna make this a documentary and then put it out there. But like you're saying at the end he was like, Well, I just can't just throw a bunch of sex scenes up there. I need some sort of closure. I need some sort of ending. And then voila, they're breaking up and now I've got an ending and now I can interview them, which was a poor interview at that. Because I really feel like if I were approaching making a documentary about swinging, there are so many questions. I mean, even from a vanilla standpoint that you can ask, that you could try to clarify for the public who's watching this. Can you imagine getting B-roll of the next day after that blindfold scene of her like thanking him for doing that and like being like, like just like going yes. crazy thanking him and oh, singing the best praises. Night of my life. Yes. Yeah. And like him like pulling out pieces of like what happened and why it happened and like why he chose that person and like how awesome that would be. Can you imagine the B roll footage of the threesome before and them talking about, yeah, that was that was really clunky. Yeah. Like, that was weird. You got weird with her. Terrible. Like she you got terrible. in the middle yeah. of us. That was weird. Maybe in the future, let's work on this. And like having that conversation, like how relatable that could have been. And like, I just, yeah. Yeah. So many missed opportunities to really shine a light on swinging. And it could be bad and good, but they didn't really it could have been either. More truthful. It didn't go. Yeah. It didn't go either way. I again, go back to the fact that I think because they tried to film all of this in a week, a week and a half, that there was no time to show a reconnection because they were like, fuck, I'm tired. I, okay. We just had the sex fire. We just went to this club and we got to hurry up and plan a party for later. Okay. Now we got to get these singles over here. Oh shit. What's the next on the checklist? Okay. We got to hurry up. We only got two days left. What are we going to do? We're out of things to do. You go ahead and figure it out. And there wasn't time for them to show them. And that's where the story could have been. Instead of all the actions, it should have been all of the reactions. Do you know one scene that had me scratching my head and it was at the beginning, so I didn't really, I just filed it away. It was them at the dinner table. They had communicated and were talking to each other at work. They were communicating and talking to each other while planning the party. They were communicating and talking to each other while picking out their outfits. 
they were socializing and not being weird while swinging. But when it was just the two of them at dinner, it was a silent dinner and they weren't talking at all. They, they were staring at their food and it was weird and awkward. And and she just mentioned something about him eating more and she was done. And right. Yeah. Like, this is really, you yeah. can have some more. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. But don't eat at all. <laughs> right. Like it was, it so was very strange. Yeah. And that was it. That was their conversation mm-hmm. was about caloric intake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were showing the prep for the party. <laughs> Get a lot of- I- Get some carbs. carbs. Carb up, carb up. Carb up. <laughs> and but stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah she drinks some water too. Yeah. Two cups, two glasses. They work together. They fuck together. So like when they're at home together, they there, there was no circle. There's no yeah. circle. But I don't know. It was it was just, it was weird. But now like we're having this conversation. I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. And I think really what they were, my view was what the attempt was, was to be like, here's this, this very normal couple. They're doing very normal things. And now they're having sex. And now these are the things that they do as swingers, but they m- missed the whole chunk of the why, why are you swingers? What are you doing this for? What does it do for you? Like that whole chunk is missing. And that's the part that like, you know, vanilla people don't get either. So it's sad because that was your opportunity. <laughs> well, and the problem is it's exactly what the people that are so anti-swinging feel is, well, of course you were doing it because you just wanted to cheat on your partner and that yes. this is your way and to have sex. How you- now, okay, well, she can do it to get back at him and then until she found the guy that she could fall in love with and move on from him. See, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the sad part. But yeah, unfortunately, it just goes for another click in the vanilla bucket. Mm-hmm. We should just go back and rewatch that, the threesome scene. <laughs> 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 Gotta get the DVD. <laughs> sure, this will be on Apple. This will be on iTunes soon for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of a scene in there that I would have gotten rid of. I mean, the rain scene I don't think was necessary, but they brought it back as to well, we were trying to do this, and the last time we were there, there were thousands of single guys that had their way with me, and yeah, that's what they wanted to so show. They, they wanted to show these reference. three girls. Yeah. Yeah. Getting surrounded by lots of men, just having the time of their life. And I guarantee they were going to say, while it looked like I was being used, I was actually the one using all of them for my sexual fulfillment. Yeah. And that was the angle they were going to take. But instead it rained and, well, this is the day we're shooting in the park. So, sorry. Make the best of it. Dance yeah. in the rain a little bit. Make it look like you're having fun. Which was sexy, <laughs> but just not realistic. Yeah. Like dancing with balloons. <laughs> and feathers. Yeah. Naked. <laughs> I really want to interview this director. I would be curious. I'd, I'd love to have all three of them on. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I'm going to be harsh here, but maybe by the end of this, we can be friends. I don't know. What? Let me first start by saying I would play with you. Next question. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so with that, I want to end with what you guys each love about the lifestyle. So there's that emotional connection, but it's not one of commitment and it's not one where you're making a, like the relationship is, is different, right? I'm not sleeping with some other man because I'm trying to steal him and I'm trying to leave my husband. I'm doing it because it feels really fucking good. (laughs) And I like making those memories with my husband and talking about those crazy things that we do. I think that's why, and I'm just reflecting on like, 
when we play with people, how bubbly and like how I'm often laughing and like just having a good time because you have this connection, you know, you don't need to be serious, have this crazy intimacy. You can have fun with it and let it go and just be light and airy because there is no pressure with that. That's part of why I like swinging is because of that. Yeah, I agree. There's a freedom that you have within your relationship that allows you to be authentically who you are. And I feel it all the time when I go to the club. I can let go of something that maybe is a serious side of me or the side that I put on for my family, my parents. You know, I'm good. I follow the rules and now I'm here and I'm not following the rules so well, but (laughs) I'm allowed to. Yes, you are. And I have the freedom to express that. And I think that's something I get out of the lifestyle that's kind of maybe unspoken that people do think that it's more, it's like a slutty thing. You just, you just want to go get fucked, but it's not, I mean, yeah, it feels great. And it just really allows you to have all of the experiences. You're not restricting yourself in any way and gives you lots of freedom. So I would even take that a step further. And we've had this conversation, Echo, that in the lifestyle, because you have that freedom and because you give yourself that freedom, you know every secret of my sexual fantasy. She knows every single corner of my world. There's there's nothing. I, and I've never had that. And I've had multiple relationships. I've had a history. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we talk about that all the time, that I don't feel any inhibition to say, wow, that this would be really hot. This would be awesome. And you accept it freely. And even sometimes you're like, we're going to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then we experience it. And, you know, it, it's touch and go. And, yeah. and even uh, earlier in the movie, uh, she said, oh, I didn't like that. I thought that was a good statement. They really covered it up. Yeah. The statement of, well, yeah, there are times where you'll get in to a mess around or you'll get into something and uh, it just didn't pan out the way you thought it was going to pan out. And she wasn't even saying she didn't like it. She just no, that wasn't that good. It, yeah, it was more, yeah. if we don't need to do that one again, we can. Right. Yeah. right. The point there being is, is just to have that open, completely open agenda, no secrets, no nothing. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. Thank you.